This, this, this is, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Hello, I'm Adam Catterall. And I'm Nick Pete. And this is The Fight Disciples, episode one, The Forgotten Heavyweight. Dead excited to bring you this because coming up later on in the show, David Price lays it down to drug cheats. And that, that whole Tony Thompson situation is fucking stunk. Boxer Tommy Martin tells us how it could have all been so different. What are you doing? You've got this old great opportunity in front of you. Every, every boy's dream that you put your dream's been to be a footballer. She's a baby. And Derry Matthews thinks Terry Flanagan is running scared. He's realised he's gone all. He's sat down. He's been on the bed. And I think he's been thinking that. He's in deep water, he's in a hard fight, and, you know, we can't cut no corners, and I think he has been. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. If you had an opportunity to be a professional footballer, um, or be a boxer, or a fighter in any way, shape, or form, what would you choose? Oh, that's a good question. Um, would I captain Liverpool, or would I lift a world title belt? Uh, financially, obviously, mm. football. Yeah. Uh, in the sense of respect from peers and fans, undoubtedly boxing. I think boxers get far more respect, and rightfully so, and, and fighters get far more respect. Uh, if it was my son, I'd want him to win a British title one week and lift the FA Cup with Liverpool the next week. How about that? Speaking of respect, this is going to make you love boxer Tommy Martin even more because he faced that predicament as a young lad. My mum used to drive me left, right, and centre, and uh, bring my little brother along. Mm-hmm. And she used to bribe him and say, like, she'll get him a McDonald's every time. <laughs> but, but then naturally, he just put on a lot of weight. And um, so she said, "Oh, I've got to sort your brother out. I've got to take him down a boxing gym." And he, she took him down this boxing gym, and he just fell in love with it as well. He, he really, was really enjoying. Started to lose a bit of weight. And she was going, "Oh, come and support your brother." I was going, "Mum, come on! I've got a lot on me play. I'm playing football. I've got to stay focused." And she said, come on. So I went on a bit of a guilt trip to honest with you, Adam. And then um, halting it. And I fell in love with it. I see people punching each other. So how, how old were you when that happened? I think I was 14, I think. 14, 15. When I first see it for myself, I think I was about 14, yeah. So you were, pro- then, you um, were progressing quite well then with the footy. Obviously, it was getting quite yeah, serious. That's what I, said. I, was, I was a bit of a jack of all trades. I was, doing, I, was doing the, I was playing football. I was winning a box once or twice a week. And then... Uh, it become it come a bit serious when I got offered a scholarship at uh, Peterborough, and then I spoke to uh, Dave Robertson, and then uh, it was the this, like the the head of the the development at the time. Yeah. And I said, "Listen, Dave," I said, because I started to go when I was on day release. I I was going and I was turning up and playing with like England representatives, and it just wasn't enough for me. I was in, I was on a cold muddy pitch, and really, I just wanted to be in a gym punching someone's head in. To be honest with you, <laughs> every time. So uh, I said. I'm so sorry, Dave. I said, I can't do it no more. And I was in pieces. I was crying. I was absolutely dis- distraught because I didn't want to... I thought I was letting everyone down, my yeah. family. They thought I was mad. Everyone thought I was crazy. They said, what do you want to do this for? Like, I've only had about... I think I had about two, three amateur fighters at the time. And I, I was going, what are you doing? You've got this great opportunity in front of you. Every, every boy's dream... that your, your dream's been to be a footballer since, since a baby. I said, Mum, Dad, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it no more. I'm not enjoying it. And then I went with my heart and I never looked back. 
was all right. Do you love him even more now? Oh, I love him to bits, yeah. I love him to bits. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise, really, that he's got a big fan base down there as well, you know. So, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, there's better things to come from 2016. Absolutely. Um, Tommy Martin, uh, sadly, recently was defeated by John Wayne Hibbert. But we, with that attitude, he's going to be bouncing back Definitely. very, very shortly. Yeah. Uh, now then, on to the big one. This fella has been turning down interviews um, for the best part of six to seven months. Yep. Every man and his dog has been asking him, Pricey, come and have a chat with us. Tell us all about these drug cheats that keep uh, getting uh, the better half of you inside the boxing ring. Well, very kindly, he's a mate of Nick's, so we called him a favour. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on the show. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Mr. David Price, how are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Been looking forward to this. Um, Listen, I'm, just to make you feel at home, go on. Me and Nick have done a boatload of drugs. All yeah, right? yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I know that you feel, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've yeah. you spent a lot of time in the company of yeah. drug sheets. That's the yeah. norm, yeah. So yeah. I thought, yeah. you know, we wanted to make you feel comfortable in the studio. So where are I as kites, pal? All yeah, right? yeah. We did a big, big bag of green before you got uh. here just to make you feel comfortable, yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> just, brilliant. In case, just in case my mum's listening, that's a lie. Yeah. All right. We're obviously poking. For you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're obviously poking fun at uh, David's past opponents. Where are you at at the moment? Obviously, the dust. Has it settled? Has the dust settled since it's uh, last year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've been... People People probably think I've been hiding under a rock. Or, you know, it could. It would have been easy for me to sit in a pair of undies eating bowls of sugar pups, watching mm. vine loops of myself getting knocked out by Eric and Tepper for the last six months. But I haven't have been actively, you know, trying, trying to make things happen that will benefit me in future in boxing. So I've been, I've been getting things done, but just on the quiet, and I haven't said anything, you know, and then everything's came out about about the, the failed drug test, which was a shock, really, you know, and, and we, we can speak about that. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm sound, everything's great. I'm, I'm looking forward. Um, April is a potential date for me to get back in the ring and fight. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, like, yeah. thing is about it, right? You said there, obviously, the knockout comes. So you think to yourself, "What's going on?" Or because you were on, you were on a decent path there. You'd just done four straight victories to get yeah. yourself into that particular position. And then, obviously, we knew about the Tony Thompson stuff with the drugs and what have you. And now we're in a situation where the only guys that have tainted your record are in bother for pr- performance-enhancing drugs. And we're not talking like. One or two paracetamols here. I mean, uh, Tepper. Tepper was a cocktail. He's, 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 he was on he, it. Yeah, he's all over the gaff, you know well. what I mean? I mean, <clears throat> and, and then the, the, the circumstances around a ban and the no contest and all that type of stuff, it kind of makes boxing come out and look quite bad. Yeah. Really? Well, after the the Tepper fight, obviously, what happens, happens. And, and, and I went through what any boxer would go through when you've been beaten, especially in, in a spectacular fashion. And then I found out about the Tony Thompson situation, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What's going on here?" You know, and, and I read into it, and that that whole Tony Thompson situation, it fucking stunk. As far as I was concerned, it, it stunk from the way it go. Tony Thompson was due to fight me in February, and the week before the fight, the fight was close to being cancelled because of a high blood pressure problem, whatever. And it, something happened. The fight went ahead. He was drug tested after the fight. Fine, not a problem. Three months later... This is the first one, yeah? The first one. Three months later, after the second fight, he's drug tested, and the high blood pressure medication that he's now on 
just so happens to be a masking agent as well. Now, how that's happened in three months, I don't know. Mm. But he couldn't explain it to the to the UK anti-doping because I read the, I read the investigation and everything else. His doctor would not give written confirmation why he had changed from one high blood pressure medication, which wasn't a masking agent, to the other one in the space of three months. Mm. And for me, that that just stinks. But there's, the thing is with that, there's no way of me ever saying, Tony Thompson, you cheated, you was on drugs. But he could never prove otherwise. He couldn't prove that he hasn't cheated. Yeah. So that, that, that'd be up in the air forever. Yeah. And, you know... I went and seen a barrister about the situation and 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 to see what what could happen about the the no contest whatever because according to you he anti doping the result was disqualified but then when I looked deep into it the results disqualified for the winner the loser keeps the loss <laughs> but the winner has to pay the loser is is pay so to speak but that's probably been spent on Denny's or something in America yeah, by yeah. now yeah. so uh, that's not worth me going that down that route. Tepper, on the other hand, that was like a bombshell because, according to German press, he was he was found with all kinds of police raided his house and he had all kinds. And and the latest and, and, and the border control in Germany knew about it. He's been tested before and failed, and yeah. then brushed it under the carpet he and let him crack on. It. Yeah, but the, there's so many different things of uh, on on so many different levels. It's wrong because the first thing is you when you when you get. Uh, drug testers, you piss in a bottle and you put one in a sample A and then you put one in a sample B. Sample A is tested. If it tests positive for a, for a banned substance, you're then notified and you have to respond within a week to tell them if you or if you don't want your B sample tested for, for clarity. Yeah. Teppers or Teppers people didn't respond at all. Vacated the European title, said he had a shoulder injury and probably thought, just go away, we've got a year ban. He could have broke his hands in that fight and been out for a year. What's a year? Mm. You know, it, it's it's a massive problem in boxing. It, it's the only sport where if you're on drugs, it, it could result in your opponents being critically or fatally injured. Absolutely, yeah. especially your weight division. Drugs. And I've heard bullshit and I've read dickheads on the internet saying, oh, he would have got knocked out anyway. It doesn't wouldn't have made any difference. Well, if it doesn't make any difference, let us all take it. Yeah. Let us all go on performance and answer drugs. Because I'm telling you now, it does make a difference. That's why it's banned. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, with with that now, apparently, his people have decided they do want to be sample testing six months later at an independent laboratory. And, I, and I'm kind of preparing myself for the inconclusive results or something, and it'll just get overturned, whatever, and the ban will get... I, I can see it happening because that many different things have happened now. Nothing will surprise me, you know? The losses that are on your sheet at this moment in time, as I've mentioned, are to the drugs cheeks. What is the current situation with it? Because the one with Tepper is very, very confusing. Like you say, you've got one border control that have acknowledged it and then put it as a no contest. Mm. And then you've got other... The European, the European well, government body, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who, who saying like it stands. Yeah, it stands. How can you say it stands when, he's, he's when been, somebody else has said no? He, he's been done for everything. You know, in yeah. there he had testosterone, growth hormone, HGH, steroids. Yeah. He had everything. He was literally yeah. a cocktail of drugs. Cocktail of drugs. And the thing is with the drugs as well, it alters the entire energy going into a fight. If you know you're on something, 
Yeah, yeah. That gives you an edge. Of course it And does. that fight was 50-50, by the way, going into it. He, he fought at a decent level as an amateur. He was, he was on a run. He was on a roll uh, as a pro, undefeated, going to his backyard, whatever. And then he also had that advantage mentally going into the fight as, as well as physically, which is the main thing. Yeah. So it, it, it's just beggar's belief how, how they thought they'd get away with it as well. You know, how he thought he'd get away with it, I don't know. It, it's like brazen. They might have thought there was not going to be a drug test, I don't know. What annoys you the most about it? Because that then halts your progression within your profession. But more, from my point of view, you mentioned it slightly earlier on. Heavyweights hurt people. That's that's the aim of the game. If you get, if you get um, knocked out in the heavyweight division, it hurts, right? Uh, if you're getting knocked out by a heavyweight on drugs, that could be potentially fatal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen. And that would annoy me. If somebody yeah. has taken that and taken my life into their own hands, knowing full well, that would get me going. Oh, yeah. Well, it, well, it, it has pissed me off big time. You know, and like, like I said, I could never, I could never um, tell you how that fight would have gone if he hadn't have been on something. But I'm telling you now, I've never been knocked out in that in that manner. I've never been knocked out. I've been put on my back. Mm -hmm. I've been stopped on my feet as an amateur. I've been caught down the back of the ear and, and got up and wobbled. Yeah. I've never been knocked out like that. And going into the fight, his punch power was not something I was worrying about yeah. at all. I had no doubt. Not at not one point did I have a thing in my head. I mean, listen, we're all fighters and, and we're, we all try and have positive imagery, imagery and everything else, but if, if any fighter tells you that they do not contemplate the thought of defeat, I don't believe them. Because at some point in your head, you'll think, what if I get beat? Yeah, and yeah. then you go, no, no, I'm not going to get beat. Think positive. Yeah. And not one point did I think, what if he knocks me out? Because it, it wasn't so on the cards. But when he hit <clears> me in the first round, I was like, what fucking hell? It shook me to my boots straight away. And I tried to grab him. And he, and, he, and he just brushed me off, no problem. Like, he felt like a bull. Um, I know at that stage, I wasn't thinking this fella's on drugs. I was just thinking about trying to clear my head and, mm. and whatever else. And then it went on and happened. But yeah, it, it has angered me because, you know, I've got, I've got kids. I've got a wife and two kids there. And going forward, you know, it, it, it potentially could have ruined me financially. It's not going to because I've got intentions of carrying on and putting it right. And, you know... It's going to take time. It's short term, yeah, financially. You know, I, I'm not going to earn any money for, for God knows how long because yeah, yeah. I'll be getting crap purses now because I've been knocked out my last fight, whatever. But um, it, 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 on so many different levels, it affects you. And on a health level as well, come on, like yeah. you just mentioned, wife and kids. No, yeah, yeah. You've it's, got responsibility to them at the end of the day, not necessarily from a financial point of view, exactly. from a health point of view. Exactly, and, and I'll, be, I'll be honest, after that fight I did... I did ask whether was it worth me carrying on because my health is the, the paramount importance. It is of paramount importance. But this is why I think there needs to be an example set, not just for me. Going forward, you know, warn these bastards. If you're going to cheat, you're going to you're going to pay the consequences. Yeah, you know, and you're going to get a ban. The result won't stand. I mean, if it was if it was up to me, give them a lifetime ban, especially like that. When the, when anabolic steroids, everything you know, it was an accidental drug test where you where you you haven't been educated and there's been something contaminated or mm. whatever. Yeah, then maybe you could go all right, you know, bit of education. 
But that's what the, exactly what the UFC have just brought in, funnily enough, as well. They've just brought USADA in to do all their drug testing right across the board. And if you get popped for anything like steroids, it's a lifetime ban. Is it? That's it. They've that, just brought that in last summer well, they, and gone, right, we're not standing for it no more. We're cleaning up the sport. That's the right and example. boxing is desperate for that. Because too, yeah. with all due respect, you know, thank God it didn't happen. He could have killed someone. He could kill oh, someone. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if you're on that much drugs, it's like Ivan, Ivan Drago when he killed Apollo Creed, as yeah. daft as it sounds. Yeah. He yeah. was drugged up to the yeah. eyeballs. You turn yourself into a lethal weapon. You, you know that that's a film, Nick, yeah? What? <laughs> <laughs> living the real, man. Yeah. Living the real. Right, that's all the negative. Done. Yeah. Out of the way, right? Yeah. Positive now, going forward. Yeah. I know you've been training. Yeah. What's the crack? Have we got a new trainer? Not yet, no. Um, what, I, what I've done, I've took a bit of time out, done, done a lot of uh, strength work, weightlifting, whatever, to put a bit of weight on. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this as a fresh start now. This mm-hmm. is a fresh start. It's like me turning pro. Surely again. that's the positive, positive thing about it. Yeah. You know, if you've got to live with the fact that Tepper knocked you out yeah. and it was clean, then you go, shit. Yeah. How do I move forward? How do I progress? That's out there. But when you think the guy cheated and he cheated desperately, terribly, on mm-hmm. the worst possible, then for you personally, you've got to think, well, he that was he was a cheat. He was a drugs cheat. So confidence-wise, you that shouldn't affect you now. You should rise above it now. Yeah. It, uh, Theoretically, yeah. And when when I first found out the news, did it know, make it sense? Really, it kind yeah. of twigged. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an explanation. Yeah, it, you know, and it kind of explained things a little bit to me. But still, you know, what happens happens, and and I, I don't want to paper over the cracks with a failed drug test. You know, I still think that the the time for a change or or do whatever I can to try and retain from it. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reviewing my training situation. I'm trying out with different trainers, you know, and and I'm starting afresh, completely mm-hmm. afresh, you know. I'm changing. I want to change everything about myself. I want to change my ring entrance music. I want to change yeah. the colours away. That's what you do. I yeah. like I Ring of Fire, man. What's up with you? Ring of Fire, and yeah. you'll yeah. never walk alone. But you know what? I need a fresh start. Of course, I've got a tattoo on my back of Mother Teresa riding out of the flames of hell with the devil's head on a stick, and it's a symbolic gesture of good overcoming bad and that's what I'm all about now yeah, it's yeah. about the clean athlete overcoming the cheats you're, yeah, yeah. di- you're going in deep Dave you're going in deep it. man I love it <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is the new ring tune what's it going to be the new ring tune man? I don't know I was going to bit of Venga uh, boys or something like that bit of Venga no, uh, do you really want to hurt me by Blue George <laughs> 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 that's a banger that isn't yeah that would be ace <laughs> <laughs> when April did you say there's an option. There's a, there's a couple of dates actually. There's an option. In April, yeah. April second. There's an option. I think uh, to go on that one. Get me. Get myself back out there. Are you still linked to Calla and Sawyer? Yeah. There's two. How's that yeah, going? They've, that they've been fantastic. You know. Um, even to, since the fight, they were they were great. You know, and and they supported me. Either way, we're here for you. Whatever you want to do, we're going to be here for you. Um, and they've been brilliant since the way it go. I mean, they, they, they sign me off the back of a defeat. Yeah, they yeah. believe in me. You know, and, it's, and the amount of people who do believe in me is not as many as it used to be, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I've still got a core group of people who, who still believe in me, and they are they are two of them. And they've been brilliant, yeah. So, um, well, they, they mentioned something about doing something with Eddie Ian on the Echo show. On the uh, second, second on of April, second, yeah. yeah. Which, Which Callum would be good. Be great scouts night, that, because yeah. Callum's on, Rocky's on. It is, yeah, and, and the thing is, now, um, initially when, when I went to with Sowland, the plan was to get out the way and have a few fights out the line. Well, you did, didn't you? You went Denmark and, did, and yeah, various but, places. But even though what happened in the last fight, I, I'd already had my mind made up. When, when I come back, 
I want to come back like the old David Price. You know, I want to come back like the, the David Price before the second Tony Thompson fight, who, who was, was come forward wanting to, to take people out. Yeah. A part of me died after the second Tony Thompson fight because of the way it ended. I gashed out and, you know, uh, for whatever reason, and, and, and I've got my own, my own theories and everything else, but because of that going forward, I've become a little bit too patient, trying to be patient, and it bordered on negative. Yeah. And I lost what made me who I was, and now I'm thinking, right, if I want to come back, and hopefully as destructive, if not more, as, as I once was, I need people to see it. Yeah. I need people in the UK to see it. I need people to be there, live, watching it, and go, fuck me, Price, you looked apart there. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he look good? He looks back to himself. All, so. all, that, all this anger that you, you've had from the type of thing you need to channel this and just yeah, go in because that's, that's the one thing that's, from the, the, that's the one thing loads of fight fans say to me you know it's like place has got all the talent in the world he's just not angry enough mm. he's just not clear he's just not he's not got a killer instinct no. in him anymore no I, I, and I, i'll admit that that went and that's why i want to build a team around me which will help although i'm the only person who can bring it out ultimately but i want to bring people people in around me who can help bring that out so I want a bit of steel, a bit of metal around me, you know, yeah. um, to help bring that out. But uh, yeah, I am guilty of that. I'm, I'm, I'm a philosopher at heart, aren't I? So you know, yeah. I'm a deep thinker. Yeah, but then again, you can you do know. that and conquer the world. Lennox Lewis was yeah, a deep thinker, and he conquered the world. So, but difference was Lennox. You know, if he got someone here, switched. That's it. He turned yeah. it on. Yeah. But but in my defence, earlier in my career, if I had someone here, they weren't getting off the youth. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but now it's about actually getting the mate in the first place to not let them off the hook. And I think I'm in a good place mentally. I mean, obviously, the the acid test will be when I'm in the ring. Yeah. Um, obviously, against someone of note, which I don't think the first fight will be that case. Cause that that's how it is. But yeah, but yeah, I, I'm 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 fine. Like I'm, I'm in a great place. Great place. Regarding. The heavyweight division at this moment in time. Mm. This is quite nice timing, us yeah. talking, isn't it, really? Because yeah. it's all happening. For, for years, it's been dominated uh, by them Ukraine fellas. Yeah. Um, they're still in it. They're still around it. Well, Vladimir Warmings, is, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, with what Tyson did, he kind of uh, shook that division up and made it a little bit more interesting. And obviously, what's happened with the IBF, with Charles Martin becoming a champion, you've got Deontay Wilder being a champion yeah. in our country, mm. David Hayes back. Yeah. You've got the rise of Anthony Joshua. Mm. Chucking pricey in that mix is a little bit sweet. It's, it's, it starts to taste a little bit nice. It's brilliant. Um, and who do you rate in that division? Who do you look at and you think to yourself they're, they're, they're the real deal? Well, well, you've got to say Tyson Fury for what he did, haven't yeah. you? I mean, and I think every heavyweight in the, the division owes him a bevy. Yeah, and and should should thank him because what he's done has opened a massive can of worms. And for years, the heavyweight division's been locked down, and, and you've been seeing in all the other weight divisions. Everyone's been getting a, a shot at a, a title at yeah. some point. Loads of paydays, yeah. loads of big shows. Not in the heavyweight division. No. You had to earn that. Or if it was a voluntary for Klitschko, it was someone who, who weren't going to beat him, obviously. Mm. Had yeah. no chance. So Fury's opened a, a deal kind of worms now. Um, and he's proved by beating Klitschko, he is the real deal. And, and you know, he's done everything he's said he was going to do and everything he said that I said everything I said he wouldn't do mm. just because I didn't think he, he, he had it in him to do that but he, he, he's done he's done it so hats off to him um, elsewhere Deontay Wilder's WBC champion 
I think he'll vacate that rather than fight Pavekin. That's what I'm hearing anyway. Pavekin's a hard fight for yeah. him. Uh, don't take that fight. I, think, like, I couldn't see him coming through that fight, no, to be honest. No, I think Wilder... I think... Uh, Does he fancy Fury more than he fancies Pavekin? I'd say so, yeah. But, I'd, again, I think Fury's outboxed Wilder. Mm. Um, I think Wilder... I mean, it might sound mad, but I, I've never, never really seen the... The big fuss about Wilder, he's a massive puncher, but I think technically he's flawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might sound mad coming from me because people say, oh, fucking hell, you're one to talk. Look what happened to you, but I'm just giving my opinion mm-hmm. as a heavyweight. Um, Charles Martin's IBF ch- uh, champion, he's literally been given the belt. Yeah. I know his manager. His manager's from Interly, believe it or not. And uh, Paul Kane, cracking fella. But two fights ago, he beat Tom Dallas. Who I fought in my tenth fight or something? It just goes to show with the right management, yeah. And then he's in a, he's in a position fighting for the title. The way it, you know Fury got a truck off him, he's fighting for the title. Then the fella breaks his knee or something, yeah. He, you know, you couldn't write it. Of course, he, it's, it's gifted to him and on a plate. Good luck to him. You know, mm. let him go on in a few bob and 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 do what he's doing. And, and he he's in, coming along, improving, but. Um, yeah, it is. It's exciting, and I need to get. I need to be a part of it. Obviously, yeah. I need to get myself back in there, um, and that that's the plan. Like, were you surprised he come back? Uh, no, I was waiting for it for a while, to be honest, because it, it was on and off, wasn't it? Every now and then you did him. Well, he let Tyson down a couple of times, didn't he? he left well, that, yeah, a few there was times. that, yeah. And then after that, though, uh, like twelve months ago, I heard he was training out in Vegas with someone, and I think he was always going to come back. Because he, he's a big draw and he's going to make money no matter what. Well, and debut fight against some nomad I'd never heard of. 16,000 tickets and 3 million on Dave. You, you know, that's... Yeah, so that, that's just proof. The proof's in the pudding there. So, so yeah. Um, and he, he'll fancy his chances against all of them. Mm. I mean, he's a bit of a unique fighter as far as everybody's concerned because technically he's really good. He's got the speed and everything else. He hasn't quite got the size... Um, he's trying, isn't he? He's trying he's to stick trying, it on. He's banged a bit of weight on, but height-wise, he struggles with Klitschko. Yeah, you know when you're talking Fury and Wilder, even taller than Klitschko, but Klitschko was a master of judgment to distance and timing with the jab and everything else. So, but yeah, it's interesting. But um, you know, it's a long road back for me. Yeah, and I've got to take me medicine. You know, I've got to... Not literally. Don't be doing a fucking Tony Thompson. <laughs> what are you I've doing, man? Don't, don't be going down you know, that route. <laughs> we've, just been, we've just been poo-pooing all that shit. I've got to... Uh, you know, I'm going to have to do it the hard way now. Um, but it's something I'm willing to do. Uh, are you prepared to go back to British title level, that type of thing? Yeah, or you, you want to try, stay in Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get the big fights. Mm. Um, so we'll see how, see how it pans out. Do you still have your season ticket at Anfield? No, because uh, can't afford it. <laughs> hey. Obviously, referring to the new ticket prices that have just come out this week. Always a winner, mate. When did you pack it in? Because I know you're a big red, obviously. Uh, oh, I, I know there's a kid you had, went on. Yeah, I haven't had a season ticket for years, but, uh, but I have. I still went, uh, but I just didn't have a season ticket. I've got a sponsor there, Graham, who, who's me, me relative as well, and he's got like the uh, the corporate seats. So you're on the free with the meals. You're well, on the free. So much for the games now. Go on the upper centre. Oh, <laughs> if I don't get one of them, I won't go. The truth is, though, 
it's so uncomfortable for me to sit at a match. I can imagine. <laughs> me, you well, know. I, I've got, um, I sit on the cup and I struggle. Oh, there's no I way. I struggle, I and I'm, and you know, I'm a lot smaller. So than close together, they seats, aren't they? Oh, that's terrible. Real. And there was a time where it, where it put up with the agony and and the discomfort because when Suarez was, was there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love going the match that much, but now I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> put myself through that. Yeah. It's torture. What, <laughs> watching them sorted anyway. Both, yeah, on both ways, yeah. yeah. Before uh, we kicked off this interview, you obviously, the family came up to have a little bit of a nosy around the tower. Yeah. And I spotted your little lad there. Dead ring of you, my friend. Someone else just said that, yeah. Absolute dead ring. Yeah. And I know um, at the back end of last year, you uh, treated him to a little bit of WWE action, ah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little yeah, bit of yeah. WWE action, oh, right? Yeah. Is this your thing? Is, it, is, is he the driver behind that or are you the driver behind that? He got me into it. You know it's just grown men hugging, don't you? Oh no, mate! It's it's, it's more than that. It's more than <laughs> so that. Hey, listen, brilliant! He got me into it. I loved it when I was a kid, but then he he got me into it, um, and he's kind of out of it now. He's back into the footy, but I'm still like <laughs> watching. Well, I, I'm a subscriber to Network. I pay ten pounds a month, like for WWE Nation Network. For WWE Network. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> when I was having a bit of time out, I was like. Having a bit of a toy around with going the, for a bit, bit, of a bit of wrestling and that, <laughs> just, just just as a joke. But a mate, as someone who knows me, mate, a mad WWE fan, and he wrote to uh, the WWE on my behalf, right? <laughs> and his idea was that David Price is like a a smart dressed gentleman ex boxer wrestler who goes by the name of Barry Grant, right? <laughs> <laughs> In the WWE, is this this legit? This is. I'll I'll send you the the email that I'd sent. Um, Yeah, so my my wrestling name would be Barry Grant. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to guess what theme tune he'd come out to as well. Unbelievable. And uh, my mate sent me the email that had been sent. It was was unbelievable. But uh, what was the response? Did they get back to you? I know Michael Stark, Simbad. He could do a. He could be like your Paul Heyman, like yeah, he could be like the Undertaker and Paul well, Heyman. He yeah, could be Simbad walking you out, like oh, be brilliant. It. The but finishing yeah. move could be like the Brookside close line. Nailed it. So yeah, uh, but I, I took him to Raw, didn't I? And uh, where was it on at Echo? It, I went to. I went. Well, I went to the Echo on the Sunday, and then we went to Raw the next night. Brilliant. Raw was unbelievable. Um, the Undertaker came out at the end of the the Wire family and all that, but. Yeah, I've, I've got into it because it's it's like theatre, isn't it? Yeah. But it, but it's f- really physical. Oh, it's so you know, competitive. They're like, yeah, like yeah. stuntmen, you know. They've got to land properly and everything else. And and don't forget, a couple of years ago, Brock Lesnar went into the UFC and, and steamrolled his way to the he UFC did, yeah, title. Did, you know, he, he got it, ultimately got exposed because he couldn't punch or take a punch. Yeah. But it, these guys are legit. And CM Punk CM left Punk's the WWE. Yeah. He's going into UFC this year he in is, the yeah. summer as well. So I just. There's yeah. crossover there. Like. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And uh, I never thought I'd fun. have a conversation with two scousers, right, in the middle of the city centre. One's a heavyweight blooming boxer. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's been writing on boxing all his life, and they're telling me that the WWE is the future. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know about that. It stood the test, uh, test of time on it. But it makes a fortune as well. I There's do a enjoy Massive business, yeah. I, do, yeah. I, well, I think it's the biggest it. grossing business in the States, sports entertainment business, bigger than NFL, bigger yeah. than yeah, uh, the hockey. Yeah, the pay per is ridiculous. WrestleMania grosses more than all of, all of the major sporting events. Uh, Insane. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Barry the, Grant. The, Barry Grant. <laughs> back to Barry Grant, sorry. Yeah, ba- Barry Grant. The person he'd all to was a guy called Robbie Brookside. 
Get lost. Oh, he used to fight in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was, he was a, an ex- he was a wrestler. Was a, yeah, that's right. And yeah, now yeah, he trains the the up and coming wrestlers at the NXT Development Centre. But he's from Stanley Road or somewhere. And this lad's wrote to Robbie Brookside, said Barry Grant, <laughs> you know, let's film him walking through the strand. Uh, with, ja- with Jamie Carragher, <laughs> honest, uh, but like it, Jamie Carragher would be well off for that. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great idea. The lads, the lad might hear this who sent the email, and I'd just like to thank him for putting it out there because it could have got me somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Rooney at the wrestling not long ago? Yeah, was yeah, that that was the one I was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one I, but I was up in, I was up in like Rosehead. <laughs> uh, he was front row. Yeah. I'm driving round in a little blue Escort, and I'm like, tell boy, <laughs> <laughs> loving it. Are you still doing a bit of plumbing or not? The best thing about the plumber thing is I was never a plumber. I was a gas fitter. A gas fitter. Right. <laughs> but I was, I was never a plumber. I, I couldn't... Is it pl- not the same thing? No. No. Plumbing's water, isn't it? And, and gas fitters. Yeah, but you like still sinks. do a bit. Plumbers do gas and stuff. They, they fit no, central eating. Plumbers can do gas, but gas, gas fitters can't do plumbing. <laughs> it's as mad as it sounds. Yeah. We're going to get a lesson in treads now. Go I ahead. couldn't put a bathroom suite in, but I could put a boiler in. Right. Or I could put uh, a sensor well, system in or whatever. I'm sure I know someone who used to work with you, and he, if he was here now, he'd probably say, you couldn't put a boiler in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard you yeah, weren't that good. John Goodless. <laughs> neither John was Goodless, he. Neither yeah. was he. <laughs> hey, but he was a plumber who, who went into gas fitting, but uh, <laughs> no, I weren't. Do you know why? Because you had I, I was only interested then. in boxing. Yeah, it was I a scholarship, was, wasn't it? It was an apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, and I come out with time, and done a year on the tools and whatever, but... I was only ever interested in boxing and mm. I kept getting caught, getting off work early to go to Crystal Palace or whatever, but I didn't want to give it up because it was it was money. Yeah, you know, it was money in my pocket and I was like, this, this is sad. And initially they were giving me time off and everything else, but... Um, do, do any family members give you a shout, like if gas boiler no, packs no, in? No, I haven't got a tool to my name, no. <laughs> and, I, and even if my own problems occurred, I, I... You get I someone in. I'd have to get me meeting, one of the lads, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, look, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know... I'm not embarrassed by it, you know. Uh, no, not, not at all. I'm not saying you're saying them, but I, I get people on Twitter, oh, you fucking big lanky plumber, you this, you that, and I'm like, what's wrong with being a plumber anyway? Yeah, Even exactly. if it was, you know. Super Mario was a plumber, man. Trade. There you go. Yeah, One yeah. of the most famous <laughs> men in the world. Conor, Conor McGregor was a plumber. Hey, yeah, was he? He was yeah, a plumber, yeah. Got he started off in the trade, yeah. He was on the tools for I like say he wasn't a plumber, but, but it was sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a bit, I did a bit. Yeah, I did a bit. Just talk about the trolls. Why? Why do you get mad trolls? Giving you more. Why do trolls attack the biggest, scariest fighters on the planet? What's, well, what's in the, What's in their minds? You, you get more abuse than say, you know, Jazz Dickens oh, or yeah. Kevin Satchel. I, or... I get an unprecedented amount of Twitter abuse, um, and I think I think part of the reason is because because of the promise I was shown. I think a lot of people have their hopes on me going on to to do well, and, and it's been a big disappointment that. It hasn't turned out the way. Yeah. After the we, Olympics and everything, you mean you were like the great white Yeah, hope. and when, it, when I was British kind of champion, and yeah, I was yeah. like, don't forget, three years ago, I was getting like ESPN Fighter of the Year, Prospect of the Year worldwide, and there was a lot of lot of hype all, all over me, and it, it comes to a sudden abrupt This is what hope. we do, though, in this country, isn't it? We build lands yeah, up, and then yeah, when, yeah. They, when it falls, yeah. we go, whoa, I told you so. Exactly. But the thing is, what, what casual fight fans seem to find better and more funny than anything else is someone being knocked out when it's just a a, a byproduct of, of the sport you're in anyway yeah but 
if you're seen to or or known as someone who's got a bit of a weak chin, which which I am because of being knocked out, mm-hmm. then you're glassed jaw and they think the term glass jaw is the funniest term in the world because they, they love it. Amir Khan is another one. Yeah. He gets hell. He does, hey, yeah. glass jaw. Glass jaw Khan. He's one of the best fighters in the world. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, it's, it's like a footballer not being able to defend as well as he can attack. You know, it's, it's, it's part of sport. Mm. You have weakness, you have strengths. You get less, you get more stick for not being able to take a massive shot than not being able to give a massive shot. Mm. And this is this is off casual fans. Proper fight fans know it and, and understand it's part of the sport. You get knocked out. It's part of the sport. And over the years there's been great champions who haven't who haven't been you know been the best receivers of a punch. Mm-hmm. But I think in this day and age it's a different audience, you know, and yeah. and the fact that we do make ourselves accessible and Nobody asked me to be a professional boxer. I, I was the one who went like that. Right, I'm going to turn pro. So I have to, I have to accept what what comes with it. I have to accept the baggage. I have to accept that I'm going to get stick, and and I'm going to get, you know, souls, whatever. Because I didn't get asked for to. to I didn't ask to get. Uh, it was it was me. Your who's decision. Yeah. I put myself on the pedestal, and now I've just got to. I've got to take it. But it's not a problem. Like you know, it. it, it there there has been times in the past where you've looked at and you go. I guess, you know, I can't, I can't put a tweet out because I'll get bombarded with stuff. And the thing is, the way the way our minds work, the negative ones will stand out more than the positive ones. That's yeah. just human nature, and and you do get support and positivity, but the negative ones stand yeah. out. Um, and you've just got to block it out, obviously. But yeah, it, it, in this day and age, it, it's terrible. The, it's a lot of it's disrespectful as well, and. And you know, you know they're probably sitting typing it. Once they've pressed send, they walk away. They walk well, away the and, and the do whatever else they're yeah. doing and, and forget about it. But it'll it'll linger in someone's head then and be like, Ugh. and I've seen lads who, who we know they they'll argue with them on Twitter. But yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't give them the pleasure of that because that's what they're looking for ultimately. They're looking for a bite so they can yeah. say to the mate, look, you know, let's give them more. No, so it's a bit frustrating, um, but it's part, but of, it's, it, it's part of it. And but but it's good on another level, you know. Uh, fighters have, have had big opportunities just because of social uh, social media, Twitter, arguing with other fighters or whatever else. And the t- the thing with uh, with me and Tyson Fury back a few years ago, most of that came from back and forth on Twitter, a few little things, mainly him because mm-hmm. he he was he ran so or whatever, and I would just give a couple of well, he was chasing your coattails at the time, so yeah. he was playing the game. So you know? it, it, it's good for that reason, <clears throat> but uh, you've got to take the. The bad weather as well, haven't you? It's been a pleasure being in your company, mate. Has it, yeah? No, no, no it genuinely has. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you come across as a top geezer, and we, we're both fans of yours, so yeah. we wish you all the best, obviously, I'm this glad year. you're doing so well. I'm glad you can put it yeah. behind you, because, mm. you know, let's be honest, the sport's treated you like a piece of shit last few years. Yeah, last few years. Uh, we're still uh, waiting for yeah. the border control to man up, and we're still waiting for the European Union to man up, yeah. take responsibility, call those fights new contests, and uh, move on. But the good thing is, as fans, we're waiting for the no contests, yeah. but as an athlete... It's it's it means not until you it's now. Gone. You're moving on. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, you've moved on, uh, which is great. Yeah, and it's good. And, and and there are. I know there will be many people out there like yourselves because at the end of the day, uh, there's always going to be room for someone like myself, heavyweight, as big as I am, who can punch 
the curiosity element's always going to be there. Mm. People are going to go, is Pricey going to fucking perform and put, put a show on here tonight? We'll watch this. There's going to be room for that yeah. un- until, you know, whenever. And I was, t- you know, I, I, I was thinking to myself, the way things are at the minute, the only thing that, that's kept me sane is the fact that nothing's final. You know, not, nothing's signed, sealed, delivered. Everything's going to change over the next two years, 12 months. You know, belts are going to change hands. Things As it stands now, things aren't great. But I'm in my head, I'm like, look, things change. In two years' time, this two could be a totally different I'll conversation. I'll be 34 in two years' time. Yeah. You know, you, you, look at, you look at fighters over the years, heavyweights, they've gone on till mid-40s, some of them. Not that yeah. I intend to. But I'm, I'm enjoying... The, the thought of fighting again mm. the thought of fighting again is getting me getting me fired up and that break away I've had might have been something I needed as well um, but but time will tell and I just hope you know for the likes of yourselves and, and other other people who, who are fans of mine and supporters I'd love nothing more to, than to, to repay them with with a great victory or a great achievement and and the same with uh, me promoters who've mm. stuck by me mm. yeah. and, and put the money where the mouths were without coming off a defeat and you know I'd love nothing more than to, to come out the other side because when you've been through lot bad times the, the good times obviously taste so much better so hopefully I get to taste it You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast Firstly what a top geezer you've known him for a period of time yeah, he's what a, a top lad. He's a star, big pricey, you know. And, um, you know, he's had, he's had a hard time, as he's just explained then. But the, his, his home city is still right behind him. And there's still a lot of boxing fans across the country that are right behind him as well. Well, he's very kindly signed a pair of boxing gloves. So, therefore, what we're going to aim to do every single edition of the Fight Disciples podcast is give you an opportunity to win something, whether it be a signed memorabilia from fighters uh, or whether it be tickets to particular yep. events. I was going to say, we've got some tickets coming up in the next couple of Absolutely. couple of weeks and everything. So so that's what we're aiming to do. Um, now, in order for you to win uh, those competition prizes offers, we obviously have to set you a task or set somebody a task anyway. So what we've done is this. We have challenged Mr Price to name as many drug cheats in the world of sports yeah and just you know bear in mind he's fought most of them so he'll be good at this <laughs> in a 30 second period all right so he's got to name as many as he can from any sport in 30 seconds now what i want you to do is guess at how many he's going to do okay now the way that you enter this competition is very simple it's via our social media it's the only way that you can enter this competition go to our twitter account at fight disciples at fight disciples and just tweet the amount of sporting drug cheats that you think Pricey will name in 30 seconds. Then, on next week's podcast, not only will you feature in it, because we'll give you a ring and have a bit of chat with you, mm-hmm. um, the first person to give us the correct answer that Pricey achieves will obviously win themselves the pair of sign gloves from the big heavyweight himself, which I think is a top prize to start us off with. Yeah, I think no, I think we'll have to throw a hashtag or something in there as well, Adam, just to make sure we can we can uh, Go on, spot, then, spot the winners. So... Um, what can we do? Hashtag drug cheats. <laughs> that might work. Is that, that how we're doing work? it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right on the money. There you Why go. So send, your tweet. Fix it. So, so send your tweet to at Fight Disciples, put your guess on there of how many he's going to name in 30 seconds, and then hashtag drug cheats. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Uh, now, sticking with the Scouse theme, I think, seeing as that we've got one who hosts the show, we've had one on in the studio talking about heavyweight boxing and drugs cheats. Um, there's a massive card coming up very, very shortly 
uh, in Liverpool. It's been rearranged. It was originally this week. That's why we agreed to launch the podcast this week, because Derry Matthews was taking on Terry Flanagan on the 13th of February at the Echo Arena in Liverpool. Now, Derry was going to be one of our guests on the particular show, but we thought, well, there's no point in doing a big feature when the fight has been delayed till March the 12th. So we gave him a ring, is what we did, uh, and had a little bit of a chat with him about the rearrangement of the fight. You know, I'm, I'm buzzing. Um, I think Terry tried everything he could possibly try and get the fight scheduled for Manchester, but he couldn't sell a phone box out, so there was, there was no option but only to come to Liverpool. And, you know, I've got a big big city, we've got a, a, a great boxing city, and, you know, we've already got a world champion in Liam Smith, and... March the 12th, we're going to have two, and I believe that I'm going to beat Terry Flanagan, I'm going to beat him in style. I think, you know, I, I think that he's playing mind games. I don't honestly think he's injured. Um, I think he's struggling with the weight, and if he is playing mind games, I'm too experienced for that. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a true professional. I live a good life, and March the 12th, I think everyone's going to see that. Well, I was going to ask you that, whether he is, uh, whether you think he was struggling with the weight, because obviously you've been eye to eye, you've been in the press conference, you've seen each other, and there's that then moments when fighters look into each other's eyes, then it's serious then, you can kind of, you've been in you've been in this game for 49 fights, you can see when you're looking at somebody, what they're kind of thinking behind those eyes, it's alright playing it up to the cameras, but you can genuinely see between each other what each other's thinking. So I was, th- I was going to ask, like, from you looking at him, was there something that you saw within the press conference that you thought to yourself, maybe he doesn't fancy it, maybe he needs a little bit of extra time, maybe like you've alluded to there, he's struggling with the weight. Yeah, I, I what I've seen, I've seen that he looked like a, like a super middleweight, he looked massive, uh, but he, he, he's, you know, I think he struggled before in the past with weight, and if he has, he knows that. At, 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 the, at the time, I think he jumped at the opportunity to fight me, he thought that was going to be an easy fight, an easy defence, mm. earn himself a few quid, and then as the camp's gone on, I think he's realised, he's gone home, He's sat down, he's, he's been going to bed at night. I think he's been thinking that he's in deep water, he's in a hard fight and, you know, he can't cut no corners and I think he has been. And I think he's realised now that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm at the peak of my of my career, I'm at the, the best I could possibly be. And, you know, I believe that if Terry Matthews turns up on March the 12th or any night of the week, he beats Terry Flanagan and I think Terry knows that he needs to have a good performance in himself and he needs to be the best he can be and, you know, I, I, I do honestly think that he's, he's bluffed with the weight. I think he, he's struggling bad with it. And, you know, my confidence is, is sky high at the moment. I'm ready to do the job on him. And I think everyone around me, they all know that, you know, in my eyes, we're, we're, we're the evidence. We're, we're, we need to be where we're, we're, we are, where we need to be in camp. Mm. He's, not, he's not. And that's why he's had to reschedule the date. And, you know, it's disappointing for the fans. Everyone's booked hotels. I've got a lot of people coming from the Isle of Man, paid all the planes, people from Spain, people from Ireland. You know, these these guys work, these people work and yeah. spend good money on hotels and, and stuff like that. So I'm good for them, more than me as well, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, you can't, not every day you go and earn good cash. These are spending the well-earned cash and you know, I'm good for them. Well, the good news is that if they have purchased the ticket... It's still valid for uh, uh, Saturday the 12th of March, obviously, as long as it's got the original date on it. Obviously, we don't know about hotels and planes and things like that. Fingers crossed that there's a little bit of leniency somewhere from uh, from those type of people. Do you think um, Do you think Terry um, has started to become maybe intimidated about coming to your own backyard? Yeah, I do. And I remember I seen a, um, an interview with, with his manager just before the first fight was scheduled that he said, there's no way in the world we'll be going to Liverpool to fight Terry Matthews. 
he's coming to Liverpool and he's coming for a reason because I sell tickets and he doesn't. He's coming to my backyard and you know I've, I've got everything's in my favour now. I know that I'm fighting March the twelfth. I'm in the best condition I can be in. I'm going to be in the best condition I can be in. And, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the business and, and do it in front of my own crowd. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Do you think Terry Flanagan is running scared from Derry Matthews? Um, no, I think Terry Flanagan is uh, is obviously wants to be 100% because he's not daft and he knows Terry Matthews will be bringing his A game to Liverpool. I, I kind of, you know, perhaps Derry's right there. Maybe the maybe the festivities over the holiday period caught up with Terry a little bit, but. Uh, you know, I, I certainly don't blame Terry Flanagan. If the guy's not 100%, then, you know, he's got to be at his very best. He's a world champion. If you, anything but your best is, uh, you know, he's cheating not only Derry, but also his fans as well. So uh, I hope him a swift recovery and uh, fingers crossed the fight goes ahead next month. That leads us on nicely to what is coming up on next week's podcast. Next time with the Fight Disciples. We just heard from Derry Matthews. He's got a big date, March the 12th, against Terry Flanagan. On that same bill, Jazza Dickens has got Rigondo. That's right, the pound-for-pound pound champ is coming to Liverpool and the Echo Arena. Jazza's dedicated to craft. He's training really hard, so much so, his kids don't recognise him. Do you know me as the man from upstairs? When <laughs> <laughs> and also on next week's show, we've got UFC welterweight prospect Danny Roberts in the studio as well, and he's going to be here telling us all about the nickname he's got for his son. Chocolate Chip. Chocolate Chip. There you go, Chocolate Chip, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Chocolate Chip. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.